Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the People Processes Podcast, where we dive into the updates, interviews, and yes, processes that will help your organization thrive. My name is Rami Alijil, and my goal is to help HR managers and business owners create an environment where their people are their organization's competitive advantage. We've been getting some questions about how to determine if you're an applicable large employer and thus subject to ACA regulations concerning providing insurance for your employees. We're going to do a little dive into that and show you how to calculate it. Oh, and don't forget, we're available on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn, and Google Play. Check us out, subscribe. You can also find us at peopleprocesses.com, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. You are an applicable large employer if you averaged at least 50 full-time employees, including full-time equivalent employees, during the prior calendar year. What does that even mean? ALEs are subject to information reporting and the employer shared responsibility provisions. Those are suck, so let's try not to hit it. But if you do, this is how you need to determine. You need to check this every year. Remember, it applies to your prior calendar year. Here are the steps. Determine how many full-time employees you had each month the prior year. Under the ACA, a full-time employee for any calendar month is one who has, on average, at least 30 hours of service per week, or at least 130 hours per calendar month, if you track it that way. There are some exceptions for seasonal workers and employees with medical coverage under TRICARE or the Department of Veteran Affairs. There's what are called variable hour employees, but we're not going to get into those. Those are pretty edge cases. So go through anyone who worked more than 30 hours a week or 130 hours in a month, boom, they're full-time put a one next to their name, okay? Next up, you need to determine how many full-time equivalent employees you had each month of the prior calendar year. To do this, combine the number of hours of all of service of all non-full-time employees for the month, i.e. everyone who averaged 130 hours or less, add all of their hours together and then divide that total by 120. Not 130, 120, because reasons. Make sure you do not include more than 120 hours of service per employee. So if someone works 29 hours a week for four weeks, they may wind up at like 126. Dock them down to 120 before you add them in there. Key thing to know. The same exceptions above for seasonal workers and workers with coverage under TRICARE or the VA apply when determining the number of full-time equivalent employees. So take anyone under that out of your calculation. Now for each calendar month, add your full-time and part-time equivalent employees for a monthly total. Add the monthly totals. Divide the sum of the monthly totals by 12. If the result is 50 or more employees, you are an applicable large employer. Congratulations, you're in the big leagues. So what does that mean? The law treats employers, oh, a total side note, this is just something that pops up sometimes. If you are part of an aggregate group uh, as a single, you, 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 you be, you're treated as a single employer for determining applicable large employer status. You're part of an aggregated group if you have a certain level of common ownership or otherwise related to other employers. These employers must add together all full-time employees of the aggregated group, including the full-time equivalent employees, to determine the status of the combined group of employers as an ALE. Each individual ALE member is responsible for its own employer shared responsibility payment. So what does that mean? Let's say you own a business with 25 uh, employees and your wife owns a business with 30. You are both an ALE. 
okay? You have to combine common control. It applies to spouses, it applies to children, it applies to groups that you own in partnership. So maybe you own 25% of a business that someone else uh, has 75% of, and that business has over 100 employees. If you own another business, it's still part of the same control group, and you're going to wind up being an ALE. So if you have multiple businesses uh, in your family, among yourself, partnerships, those kind of things, consult an attorney. Stuff's really important, and it gets complicated quickly. So what does it mean that you're an applicable large employer? ALEs are subject to information reporting requirements. Basically, they have to use Form 1094-C and Form 1095-C to report to the IRS and their employees about the coverages offered. Employers that sponsor self-insured group health plans have an additional information reporting requirements as a coverage provider. But for those of you who buy fully insured insurance, it means you have to provide 1094s and 1095s. ALEs are also subject to the employer shared responsibility payment provisions. Basically, you may have to make a shared responsibility payment, also known as a tax, if at least one full-time employee receives a premium tax credit for purchasing individual coverage through the health insurance marketplace, and you fail to offer coverage to at least 95% of full-time employees and their dependents, or offered coverage to at least 95% of full-time employees, but not that particular employee receiving the credit, they're one of the 5%, or you offered coverage that was not affordable, or you offered coverage that did not provide a minimum level of coverage. The shared responsibility payments amounts vary from about $3,000 per employee who got a credit on the exchange to $2,500 for each and every employee you did not offer coverage to who, should, who it should have been offered to. So <clears throat> let's do a little math just off the cuff. That's the end of the episode, basically. But let's say you had 100 employees who were eligible for benefits and you didn't offer it to any of them. Under that scenario, you would get a $2,500 penalty for each one of those 100 employees, okay? That's a lot of money. Yeah, 2.5 million, am I doing my math right? 10 would be 250,000, 100. Yeah, $2.5 million will be your penalty. So not good, not good at all. Um, no, I'm sorry, 250,000, that's what I thought. I've, I have a client recently who, who uh, uh, received a notice for about 300 employees and it was around 550,000. So yeah, 100 employees is gonna be 250,000 bucks. Still enough to totally ruin your year, no doubt, if not put you out of business. Now, what often happens though is that you offer coverage, but maybe there are a couple people who don't make enough for it to be affordable, that kind of thing. If they go on the exchange individually, uh, it's affordable for most of your employees, like 95%, but they go on the exchange to go grab something, you'll get a one-time $3,000 penalty for that individual employee. You either get the $3,000 or the twenty for each employee who got coverage, or the $2,500 for every employee you did not offer coverage to. You get to basically, you, whichever one's higher is the one you're going to pay. So that's it. That's a quick update on applicable large employers under the ACA. Uh, we've had a couple questions come in about it, so I want to do a little bit of a deep dive. At peopleprocesses.com, I have all this spelled out. Nice link to a checkbook check checklist you can use to help you uh, work through all this. Hope this helped you, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Rami Alijil. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please drop us a line on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. We'd love to hear from you with any questions you have. If you're wondering about them, our other listeners are too, and I'd love to be able to feature it. Go out there, have a great day, and get your work done.